It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate around the UAE and available on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. It is another Sunday morning. I hope your weekend is going well, particularly if you are entangled in any real estate deal. And today is August the 27th. Not much left in the month. Next week we kick into September, then October, November, and then the year just starts to wind down. Now, if you're listening to us on the roads, in the car, you might be at the gym or walking around, good morning to you. I have a nice hot coffee with a new flavour this morning, which is going down pretty well. And of course, because we are bringing you so many real estate stories, if you want to get the information as quickly as possible, all you need to do is follow the podcast from wherever you listen to us and you will get the notification the instant that it is released. Well it's been another very busy week as I mentioned and we kicked it off by talking about yet another development taking place this time in Gantut. Aura Developers now they are set to launch a 20 million square mixed use city. Where is Gantut? Well I started off by asking Raunak that question and also talking about the racing club which is situated close by and the development site has a water perspective to it. Yes, exactly. So I think the racing club and all was there before. It obviously comes on the coastline of Dubai and Abu Dhabi. I remember that place used to be purely like empty over the years and now I've seen major developments going on over there. It's like 20 minutes away from Jabal Ali so location wise it's really good. Yeah, so Gantut is located between uh, Dubai and Abu Dhabi but mainly it comes under the Emirate of Abu Dhabi. It has like a four star hotel over there which I know is called Golden Tulip. I see a lot of people going in over there over the weekend you know, like to have a staycation or something like that. And, you know, it's perfectly located for people who actually work in Abu Dhabi, but want to stay in Dubai. We are more than just a real estate podcast. We cover a multitude of subjects, including property data, current buyer-seller sentiment, and the mood of the market. Follow each week all of the main talking points and know your property. Also this week, we had Ali, a listener living in the Netherlands, who wrote in, and he is looking for an investment studio property. His budget is around 650 to 700,000 dirhams. And Mario was very quick onto the case and started coming up with some options for him. One of which is... The- the marina, which is an area that I cover. Now, studio flats here can be way in excess of the figures that that he has mentioned. However, narrowing down uh, sort of under 700, uh, I've looked at potentially uh, a few towers, one of which is called Manchester Tower. There are a few studios for sale there starting around 570,000. The sizes are around 330 square feet. This is a tower that is just set back from the actual water, and some of which will have uh, water views, others will have views of Sheikh Zayed Road. There's another tower in the marina that's called Marina Diamond. It's one of a series of six towers there. This tower actually has sort of studios ranging from 630 uh, up to the 700 mark. Now, they're a little bit bigger. They're around 430. 
30 square feet, uh, going down to around 365 square feet. There is one other tower called DEC Tower, again, all on the west side of the marina. This is a, a large studio, 865 square feet. So f- for some, that's even a one bedroom for 700. Now, to give you an idea of rent, because the gentleman wants return on investment, the studios in Manchester Tower, they, they range approximately 42000 to 50000 per annum, bringing in a gross ROI of uh, just over 7%, going up to around 8, 8.7%. For Marina Diamond, similar sort of rental income around forty-four to fifty-two thousand for the year. So the ROI for this particular building is just shy of seven, going up to around seven point four percent. But uh, the standout winner in the Marina is is this particular uh, property at DEC Tower, where the rent is approximately sort of eighty thousand. So the gross ROI would be just over eleven percent. So that's that's immense. This kind of money doesn't buy you a great deal of quality in the marina, but it will get you still some properties. Don't forget to subscribe. We have so many episodes, all designed to help you better understand the constantly evolving and dynamically changing real estate property market. And this week we also caught up with Lillian, who is moving from Sydney to Dubai and is arranging a mortgage to buy an apartment. And she breaks all of this down for us to help you better understand what she's going through when it comes to securing her mortgage. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it might help listeners if I actually go through the step-by-step process of what my husband and I are going through. So he is currently living in Dubai, he's been there for 18 months. He's renting in Dubai Marina, a one-bedroom apartment. So there's the rear calculator and they're basically the body that uh, says what's the maximum and the average that an apartment of a certain size, a certain amount of bedrooms should be rented out at. Dubai Marina one-bedroom apartment, the maximum is is 87,000 dirhams. And just to give you a um, comparison, th- these prices are pre-COVID, so I think they haven't been updated lately. But uh, my husband is currently paying 135,000 dirham per year. So that's, you know, 50,000 more than the, the rear maximum. That's in one paycheck. So you pay it up front. So you do the math and it works out to be about 11,000-ish per month which if you compare that to a mortgage repayment and going and purchasing your own property where you're not paying off someone else's mortgage, it's just a no-brainer for us. Just to give another number comparison, so we're paying that 11,000 per month in rent. Samir has advised that, as an example, if you were to purchase a 1.35 million property at 20% deposit, you would be repaying 6.5 thousand per month. So that's half of what we're currently paying on rent. (laughs) Wow. So yeah, it, it's quite huge. So so we're obviously looking to buy and um, the issue is that my husband, he works in cryptocurrency for a foreign based company and they're not officially based in Dubai. If you don't work for a UAE company, you can only borrow, um, sorry, you need to have a 20% deposit. If you do work for a UAE company, you need a uh, 40%, sorry, it's the other way around, apologies, um, 40% deposit uh, if you don't work for a local company. 
And then if you add on that 10% extra for brokerage fees, registration, appraisal, all the, the legal fees that you have to pay, what you're really looking at is needing a 30% deposit. Yes, and those legal fees, you really do have to track those and you have to account for. And as I always say, you have to build in that contingency factor for when that budget does go over, when things are overlooked. And if you're comfortable, Lillian, it would be great to know what your own personal set of circumstances around the deposit for buying your apartment So we have 580,000 dirham deposit and for us, whether we can get 80% financing or 60% is a difference between a 1.3 million property or a 2.7 million property. Mm which is really, really a big a big difference. And as I mentioned, I've been doing a lot of sub- suburb profiling. Look, there's great places like Emars, the Greens, the Lakes and Meadows, but I think they're more family-focused. You need a car there. So we're looking in Dubai Marina, Business Bay, GLT, and the difference between that mortgage is one bedroom in the marina or a two to three bedroom in marina or business bay. What we did as our first step was uh, we approached HSBC because we bank with them currently and they gave us approval in principle for 60% of the purchase price. So again, that means we had to have 40% deposit and that was at a fixed rate of 6.55%. And then we thought, okay, this is great. We can go and make an offer on something. So we reached out to a mortgage broker from a company called AFB. And she actually said to us in 99% of these cases, it's called approval in principle. And what that means is that they say, yes, everything's great to go. And then you make an offer and then they do all these compliant checks. They come back, it goes to their risk department. And generally, because you are a foreigner not working for a local company, they say, no, sorry. So she said, okay, the only way to get around this is if you set up a company as an investor or a partner, and then you open a company account, and then for the next six months, you have to prove that there's salary going into that. Now, this causes several problems. Firstly, it's adding an extra six, seven months onto the process, which we all know in real estate, that time is money. And you also have to pay to set up the company in the first place. So we were quite disheartened and, um, you know, thinking, is this even possible? Can we do it? And that was when I heard your podcast with Samir Fire from Mortgage Simplified. He was so positive and so practical about his approach to helping that I thought, okay, I have to get in touch with, um, with this professional. So... He is currently working on getting us that 80% approved finance without the need of setting up a company. He's given us a template of a letter that my husband's employer just needs to write and say that they support him working in Dubai for the business and that he's got an ongoing role there. And then Samir has actually given us a preliminary product with a rate at 4.99% fixed, which is significantly better than HSBC. And fingers crossed, this is all going to work out. And uh, by the time I get to Dubai in six weeks, we might be able to start making offers on apartments. Navigate the world of real estate like a pro with expert insights, opinions and trends to up your game and knowledge when buying your next property. And also this week, we spoke about stress deals and whether they are available to you. This is, of course, buying a a property under a stress sale when somebody for whatever reason 
reason has to quit a property. Normally when they decide to quit a property, they want to sell it as quickly as possible. As Raunak explains, this can happen in days. Distressed deal is a deal which is undervalued, so it's under the market price. And sellers want to sell that property really quick. It could be because they're behind their mortgages or maybe they just want to exit the country or for any X, Y, Z reason, they want to sell it off within the next two or three days. So they market that property 200000 or 300000 below the market price in order for it to sell it quick. All right then, so tell us about what's been happening this week and I guess over the last couple of months really when it comes to distress deals in this hot property market. I've been having like buyers come up to me and going like, yes, I want a distress deal. Like first time investors who want to be like, yes, I want a distress deal because my uncle's brother got a distress deal three years ago. And I understand like a lot of people want the best deals in their life. And obviously when it comes to property purchase, they want the best deal. Distress deal in this such hot market. I mean, are they common like previously? Yes, but now no. However, regardless of the distress deal, there's always an entry and exit point to a development at the right time at the right this thing. Let me tell you one thing about distress deal. These properties are not listed on the market firstly, because the sellers want to sell it off really quickly. Secondly, it's only been advertised to agents so that they can get their investors to put in the money quickly and move out because anyone who's a first time investor will want to check out the property, would want to like see what the service charges are. But a big investor, they wouldn't want to view it. They wouldn't care about the service charge. They would just see like the price is 200,000 below the market price and they will just pick it up. So distress deals are very few in this hot market right now, but that doesn't mean it's not there. You'll just have to be patient if you're looking for a distress deal. From first-time home buyers to seasoned investors to breaking property news, discover the stories behind the real estate. And we have another look at some other options for Ali looking for that property in that price range of between 650 and 700k. Mario throws up another option. Yeah, definitely. There's there's one last area that I wanted to look at, and this one is probably the best uh, when it comes to the ROI. Uh, This is an area known as International City. Now, International City is located much further away from the sort of new Dubai. It's uh, located near to the popular Dragon Mart Mall area, and it's one of the cheapest areas for, or should I say, best value areas for real estate. And the starting prices of of the first phase of International City for studios are around 220,000 dirhams. The second phase does bring in much higher amounts. Uh, These are more modern buildings, and there you'd be looking for a similar size property of around 450, 460 square feet, approximately 550,000 dirhams. Uh, The one bedrooms there started around 300,000 dirhams and go for as high as 700 for the, the second phase. And of course, like I mentioned in JVC, you can also buy two bedrooms in International City. Here, they'll range from around 500,000 to 630,000 for the first phase. In terms of ROI, the cheapest studios will rent for approximately 20,000 a year. Now, whilst that's not a, a great deal compared to some of the other rents that I mentioned, you know, when you're only paying 220 or 250,000 for a studio, again, the gross ROI on that is close to sort of 9-10%. And the same can be said for the one beds and the two beds. But like I said before, and I want to have this as a caveat, these properties obviously will 
increase in value when the market increases in value as it does across the board. But I think the rate, the percentage rate of increase in these kind of areas is much smaller than would be in, say, Dubai Marina. So that's the only thing to consider. If, if Ali is looking for ROI, probably the best places to buy would be places like International City or JVC. Uh, if he's looking for a good ROI and a good capital appreciation, you cannot go wrong with the marina. We don't just report on real estate news. We take you to the source of the information. We produce more property podcasts every week than anyone else. We are your trusted guide for all things real estate. And that is our Sunday morning. Whatever you have got planned around the UAE, enjoy your day. We'll look forward to catching you back next week. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.